This is Pete Moore wanted to officially announce the release of Time to Win Again, 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. I wrote this book over the last year. I think you're going to love it. Good to great meets Where's Waldo. Pick them up for your team. Time to win in 2022. Happy to come to your club, your studio, your company, and talk about ways we can optimize business and win going forward. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing our nature expert, Jared Hanley, coming in from Nature Quant. And we are going to learn about the benefits of being outdoors, trends he's seen in the market, and how you're going to make purchase decisions based on his data. So, Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Pete. Awesome. So we uh, we kind of track you down from, uh, you know, we, we use this term Halo, Health Active Lifestyle Outdoors. Uh, so we got to prop up more of the O in our uh, in our acronym here. So you are the guy that we have found and vice versa to tell us about, you know, what kind of quest you've been on here, um, how this kind of turned into a business. And uh, once you start off giving your personal background so our audience knows, uh, you know, what kind of framework you come from. Yeah, well, I guess professionally, my background's largely around using technology to analyze finance. Um, I spent a lot of time diving into you know data analytics, big data, machine learning, and applying it to you know the finance world. But personally, I'd always been quite passionate about um, the outdoors. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of us, I spent most of my time in front of a, a computer screen indoors all week, and uh, just found awesome benefits in getting outside. And then eventually. Um, stumbled upon this this large and growing body of scientific literature around why we feel so good when we get outside. Um, it's not just me. It's it's pretty much um, broadly scientifically accepted at this point that we need to get outside on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It it you know it provides mental benefits, physical benefits, etc. And I wanted to apply kind of my skill set of you know understanding big data and machine learning to um, out the outdoors broadly. You know, nature didn't have any real. Um, big data being applied to it, any number applied to a measurement of nature. And I thought there was a huge opportunity there. Got it. So, you know, when you started off on this, uh, on this journey, you know, obviously there's, there's a mountain of data, there's a mountain of scientific information. There's, you know, your own sense of, Hey, here's what makes me feel good. So let me just figure out how to quantify that. Um, talk us through as an entrepreneur, how you kind of looked at the opportunity and then kind of, you know, bifurcated it or like segmented it into like, okay, here's, here's the business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing we had to do was be able to quantify nature broadly. So we aggregated a ton of data sets, uh, basically any, any ability that would allow us to remotely sense what is on the ground, both you know human modifications and natural elements. And so we now have a data dictionary of like well over 30 ways that we approximate the quality and quantity of nature. And so far, just for the U.S., but down to every 10 meters. So, for example, I, you know, you could give me your home address. I could look at a radius around your house and, and pretty much understand what's there. You know, building footprints, streets, tree canopy, park space, water, uh, even other like, you know, kind of more nebulous human modifications like air quality, light pollution, noise pollution. And I get a, a pretty good sense of the environment in which you are existing at that given time. Is that something that, that somebody would buy, right? Like if I, if I had the ability to go on and say, okay, here's my address, you know, on Manhattan beach um, and pay 10 bucks to find out if that's good, bad, or maybe I should move when my lease is up. Um, yep. Is that, is that like, 
you know, something like a 2023 idea? No, that's out. Actually, you can go to our website, naturequant.com right now and throw your address in there and you'll get a score. Oh, perfect. Okay. Now, right. what I want to point out is the next thing we did is, you know, knowing what nature is there is, is cool, but we actually want to know what are the impacts of those natural elements. And so the other thing we started doing is pulling in other data sets. So health outcomes by location, for example, is one of the big ones. And so then we can start saying, okay, do people that live in this type of environment have more or less cancer, heart disease, obesity? And this has been done by a lot of major universities over the last 30 years, but it hadn't been done using the big data and machine learning processes that we have. And we start started finding just amazing associations between the presence of certain natural elements and positive or negative health outcomes. And so the score you get when you go to our website, which is called a nature score, is actually a score for the, the beneficial aspects of nature. So the, the nature that actually has repeatedly been associated or demonstrated a correlation with positive health outcomes. Very interesting. Yeah. So, you know, as you take a look at some of these different variables, um, obviously there's, there's a lot of algorithms going on in the background, but what are, what are some of the, like the top three to five to say, okay, you know, you're probably in the right direction or, you know, these are like significant parts of the, the weighting. You mean in terms of natural elements? Yeah. yeah. So we get that question a lot. Um, I will say live vegetation seems to be the most influential factor. And we look at that in a bunch of different ways. So obviously, like tree canopy is a big one, but even just like impervious versus non-impervious surfaces. So we know how much grass there is or yeah. how many bushes. I mean, it's it's amazing what we can pick up with computer vision now. So live vegetation is more important than, say, other natural spaces like a desert. Or even a beach, right? A beach is obviously a natural zone, but it's really just sand. And sand hasn't seemed to demonstrate the same kind of impact of, of live vegetation. Similar for water. Um, water seems to be tightly associated with positive mental states. So being around water is relaxing mentally, but it hasn't shown connections to things like longevity or reduction in asthma rates or improvement in air quality or urban heat islands or some of those other things that we track. Gotcha. So a, a big trend in the health club industry, and a lot of our listeners are in the, the bricks and mortar side of this business, they used uh, COVID to uh, you know, do outdoor workouts to potentially get some shipping containers, um, open those up and do you know, live spin class or boot camp in the container with the, the yep. sides open in, in a field. Is there any you know, data or kind of sets that you produce that you would be able to have a health club say, Hey, look, my nature quant score is X because we're doing these other things around us. And I'm thinking out loud here, how we can, you know, start to rate, you know, some of the indoor and outdoor activities in our industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do look at things like air quality, for example, you know, so obviously if you're going to be exercising vigorously outside, it's nice to be in a zone with, with high quality air, but it's hard for you as a, you know, individual owner of a site, for example, to change your nature score materially. Because we actually examine, you know, a radius of up to a half, half a kilometer around your site. So really being near parks or having trees in your neighborhood broadly are, is pretty influential. So even if you planted a tree in the front of your, your property, it's going to be great, but it's not going to materially move your score. Gotcha. Um, but where, where we are actually going with a lot of our data is a mobile app called Nature Dose, which really tracks the time you spend outside and the amount of nature you expose yourself to. So regardless of where you live, if you can get out to a park, exercise in a park or exercise in you know some other outdoor environment, you are getting a lot of benefit. 
Got it. So how, um, talk us through how that app is going to work. And then I'll, yeah. instead of me guessing. <laughs> so the notion of nature prescriptions is not new, actually. It's, um, it's rapidly growing and, and overseas, it's quite common. Um, you know, in some countries like Japan and Sweden, almost a third of the population practices nature prescriptions on a regular basis. But here in the States, more and more doctors are prescribing. And essentially what it is, is we want you to get outside and preferably in some kind of natural environment. So like a park or along a river for a certain amount of time each week. Um, usually it's around 120 minutes or so per week outside. And the reason that's important is a lot of Americans these days are really spending like 98, 99% of their lives inside. They're never getting outside. They're never seeing the sun. They're probably not exercising as much because they're sedentary in front of a screen all day. They're not socializing because they're locked indoors and they're not interacting with their community. So there's a lot of co-benefits to just getting outside. And a nature prescription is one way to kind of motivate people to do that and track it. And our mobile app does just that. It monitors your time inside and outside. And then when you're outside, how much nature you're around. Gotcha. So you're actually matching up somebody on a GPS and saying, okay, I know you're actually in a park right now. Is it going down to that granular level? It, it is. It's not you know, constantly tracking your location, but we know when you have left your house, for example, and then we know when you enter a park, for example, or if you're in a neighborhood, we know how green that neighborhood is or not. Um, gotcha. So there's a, a number of elements that we look at to get a sense of the environment that you're, you're in at any given time. Got it. So, you know, from a standpoint of you putting out the mobile app, there's obviously, you know, a desire for people to gather their personal data. I think Apple Watch has kind of, you know, yep. started that trend and that is going to continue to proliferate on, you know, on its own. Yep. Um, when you take a look at, you know, whether it's government policy, whether it's, you know, our, our trade industry kind of, you know, trying to get people to move, whether it was, you know, Michelle Obama's, you know, move 60 or mm -hmm. uh, one, one, one of hers. You know, how much of this do you firmly believe now is just going to be like a grassroots people need to take hold of their their own health? Or do you think there's, you know, some of these policies and some of this advocacy that, you know, might actually, yeah. you know, pilfer into people's mindset? Um, Not to I mean, be a naysayer, but no, to you as an expert. This, the state of affairs right now is certainly you have to take responsibility for your own health as a preventative medicine, right? But going forward, there is a, a broad movement of understanding social and environment, environmental determinants of health. So what communities, I mean, the, the common phrase is that your, your zip code determines your health outcome more than your genetic code. Because if you just live in an unhealthy area, often you know, you, everyone has worse health outcomes, cancer rates, right. heart disease, you know, obesity, whatever. So they're, they're, the government is now acknowledging that and making efforts to try and you know, correct that and address that and, and just improve community health broadly. Um, also, insurance companies are realizing that by keeping people healthy through these preventative measures like be more active, get outside, get adequate sleep, you know, get off your screen and de-stress once in a while, it saves them money because it just lowers right. healthcare overall. So I would say historically, you know, the movement has been largely grassroots and individuals taking ownership. I think bigger institutions are starting acknowledging that this is a low-cost, scalable way to intervene and improve public public health broadly. Yeah. You know, um, as, as we were talking prior to, to starting the recording here, I make a lot of my decisions based on what fitness activities I strive to do in whatever city I'm in. So how are you thinking about nature? Quan is becoming almost like a good housekeeping, you know, stamp of approval if we want to go old school. 
yeah. um, and how, you know, people are going to start to understand this data and it becomes a consumer brand mm-hmm. and not necessarily municipalities and some of the other, you know, larger entities that you're working with. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, we can give you a nature score for any address. So any home commercial site, gym site, we can, we're doing city rankings where you can understand relative amounts of nature by city or even down to community level. So if you're picking a house, you can decide, I want to live in a greener area and we provide data to help you filter that way. Um, but the other thing we're doing with this mobile app is we're now trying to also understand the, the quality of nearby recreational green spaces like parks. Mm-hmm. So getting park rating data, aggregating it and, and giving you a park score. So when you're in the app, not only does it tell you to get outside, it can give you a list of nearby parks and rate them based on you know things like safety, uh, amenities, um, do the, what kind of trail system they have, all those elements that might be important to you, particularly for working out. Gotcha. So if, if you were to go through your current database, maybe for the, the people that might live in a couple of these towns or cities that, that I'm hoping you're going to reference, is there like, you know, you, you look like you're in a nice environment right now with a lot of live vegetation in the yeah. background. <laughs> um, you know, is there like a top three cities of like these guys kind of have like perfect scores on our nature quant or is that too think, aspirational? Well, yeah, but it's not going to be satisfying because it's like cities in Alaska, right? which doesn't really tell you a lot. You got direct TV. That's um, all you got. A lot I will say we are TV. working with a lot of park departments and city planners who are, you know, analyzing their green infrastructure, if you will, broadly to you know try and ensure that, you know, there's a big movement along a lot of parks to make sure that every resident can walk to a park within 10 minutes. So it's going to have this 10 minute walk campaign. And so they're analyzing every neighborhood and saying, okay, this, this pocket of houses doesn't have access to a park within a reasonable walk. And so we are also creating similar data, you know, not only looking at proximity to parks, but also volume of vegetation just within that actual neighborhood. How many trees do they have along the city streets? You know, what is the percentage of like green yards versus concrete? So they can get a real holistic sense of like how green is each neighborhood and where do they need to devote their resources to make sure that everybody has a healthy environment. Yeah. Well, it seems like once this kind of proliferates, it's, um, you know, the scores are going to be like a Zagat score for a restaurant. Like they're going to have to clean up their act in order to get, you know, back to normal or, you know, within an index of people actually wanted to, to move to that location. So I think that's great. You know, as you, as an entrepreneur, you know, we talk a lot on this show about, you know, patience, progress, you know, having momentum, but, you know, it's not going to happen every day. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, selling into municipalities and, and you know, public policy, and then talk about launching, you know, a consumer mobile app, you know, mm-hmm. how you kind of manage your own expectations on growth, maybe the sales cycle, um, yeah. you know, th- things that are, you know, we all, th- we all think about, but we don't really externalize how you know as an entrepreneur this isn't an easy you know uh home yeah. run here yeah no we definitely acknowledge that we have to be patient because i think what we're doing is quite novel you know you tell someone it's a nature prescription and they don't even know what it means so you, right. there's a there's a certain amount of education that has to occur before they realize oh this is valuable i need to start incorporating this um and then you know on the on the data side you know take real estate again for example people have known historically just through feel, but also through these small, they're called hedonic pricing models, that being near a park or being next to a river or having big trees in front of your house improves the property value. But no one has been able to calculate it at scale like we now can. So incorporating that into an appraisal, for example, is a new, it's a new process. So we're trying to 
you know, change old systems with new data, which is takes time because people need to first understand what the data means and then second, understand how they can apply it. Um, gotcha. In terms of the mobile app, there's a lot of, a lot of excitement on our end, but I think medical groups, governments who obviously want to promote public health through getting people outside and then other, you know, just industry groups, you know, um, outdoor gear companies or outdoor media companies who, who recognize the value of, of getting outside for health and want to kind of get behind that movement. Gotcha. The last thing I'll say is, you know, we are doing a ton of research with our data, both in the, the location data connected to health, but with the mobile app, we're also going to be, you know, putting some wearables on people. So if you think about an Apple watch or a Fitbit and looking at, okay, do the people who get outside sleep better? Is their heart rate lower? Is their heart rate variability better? In surveys, are they reporting to be less stressed? Um, so we're going to be able to very, very precisely understand the specific impacts of nature exposure to a level that's never been done historically. So I kind of think of us as like a drug development company. We're in all those like mm -hmm. clinical trials. And then we're going to get our data and really know how powerful this tool can be. So far, signs are that it's quite effective. That's great. That's great. Um, just the last question on the uh, on the business side. You know, you've got continuous information coming. You know, you referenced at one point before we got on. Um, you know, and also when, when we started with the um, you know satellite technology mm -hmm. and being able to you know take images. I know that there are hedge funds that trade different you know crops, and they basically have you know satellite snapshots that are coming down on a daily basis and they're seeing if the crop is, you know, a certain color or a certain yep. density. So how do you, as a, um, as a data analytics and research company, you know, think about all the different new data that could be coming at you and also understanding, Hey, I got a legacy, not a legacy system in a bad way, but I got a system mm -hmm. right now. I'm feeding it a certain amount of information and, yeah, how many other variables can I put into this? Because I think, the, and, and the reason why I ask you that is because there's a lot of companies in our industry now that are starting to use data analytics yep. and they're trying to figure out like, hey, what's our real KPIs and like what numbers do I need to focus on? And, you know, are there certain inputs where you're like, wow, this is like, we should definitely incorporate this one. This one's like not going to work. Well, the data is overwhelming. You're right about that. Um, in most major cities now, people are flying drones or, you know, airplanes and getting uber high resolution imagery data to the point where I literally can tell you um, the quality of the shingles on the roof of your house or whether or not you took your trash out, right? right. Because that can make me adjust my insurance rates for you. Um, but we're also getting LIDAR data, which is really gives you a three-dimensional representation of all the objects. So um, we not only know tree canopy generally, we know where each specific tree is and how wide and how tall it is. And so that type of like three-dimensional understanding of your environment is coming. Um, we don't ha have that yet incorporated in our data because it's not available universally. We're trying to be able to cover the whole U.S., um, but I'm sure it'll it'll be coming online soon. Yeah, that's great. So, um, look, it was great having you on. I think, uh, you know, outdoors is a big part of living a, a halo lifestyle. And um, I think what you're doing is game changing. And, you know, I'm sure over time, you know, like you said, a drug development company, you got to have a long, long tail. But when you get there, it's uh, it's yeah. nice at the end of, <laughs> end of the run. Um, you got any good business quotes or any personal quotes that uh, that keep you going? Yeah, I got one that I like. Um, you know, I'm a big outdoorsy guy. One of my, one of my heroes is this polar explorer Robert Frost, and and he said, uh, you know, one of the biggest threats to humanity is that everyone thinks someone else is going to save it. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's really to me was a call to action. 
you know, I saw that, you know, nature clearly has all these really positive health benefits and no one was raising public awareness around that. So that was kind of the inspiration to start Nature Quant. That's great. All right. Well, check out your address online. See if you live in a healthy environment. If not, send them an email and they'll try and fix your community one one by one. And uh, thanks for being on Halo Talks. Look forward to meeting you up in person. Hopefully yeah, outdoors. sounds good. Thank All you, right, Peter. Buddy. Thanks Take for care. your time.